Hi, I'm Kendra Corman, the host of Imperfect Marketing. If you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or a marketer, you know marketing is far from a perfect science. And that's why this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing. Here you will hear from marketing experts and successful business owners about their marketing tips and, of course, their lessons learned along the way. Hello, and welcome back to Imperfect Marketing. I'm your host, Kendra Corman, and today I have a very exciting guest with me, Christine Vertanian. She is the founder of Jade House of Style, and it's in Newport Beach, California, I believe. She's a professional style expert who styles clients from with head-to-toe wardrobes in addition to their brand and their space. She helps her clients have effortless style on a daily basis and shows them how to express themselves through their brand, space, and the art of dress-up. Very exciting. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kendra. So let's go ahead and jump in. What is style? Yeah, that is sort of the million dollar question that I always get asked. And uh, and I love to, to give my opinion on that. So style to me and what I've always promoted to my clients and really tried to kind of imprint on the people I work with, my clients I work with, is that Style is the way you show up, not only in your personal space, right? In the way you dress, in the way you live your life, maybe even the car you drive, but it's also the way you show up in the marketplace. It's the way your brand shows up in um, to your audience and to the people that you want to engage, like your target market. So I think, in my opinion, is that style is actually synonymous with branding. So the word branding is always used, so overused. But really, what is branding? Branding is style. And uh, therefore, it's the way you show up in every area of your life. So I, I like branding. I'm comfortable with branding. My brand, if I could do it, is sweatpants and a t-shirt. Um, but <laughs> my actually, because we used to joke that I have no style in the family, because my sister used to come and like reorganize my client and my closet and explain to me what layering was, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's all black; it just has to match. Um, so that's what we're doing. But let's talk about why having style is important, and why should people care about up leveling in their style. Yeah, well, especially if you are, if you own a business and really even if you don't say you just, you know, you want to live a life that is stylish on brand or just that when you show up in a certain area or when you are, somebody comes into your home, it looks like you people, it's like a trademark, like a little brain tattoo that, you know, when you show up dressed a certain way, people are like, oh, that outfit is just so you, right? So that is sort of cool. It's fun to live that way. Um, But it also gives you, it's like a signature. It's like, it makes you show up in the world where people can recognize you. Now, maybe in everyday life, that might not be important to every, everybody, but in business, it's super critical. That's why we have logos. That's why we have, you know, um, brand colors. We have those things so that we are become easily identifiable as a certain brand. 
And so it's important for marketing that would be because you become recognizable and it's important for some kind of self-satisfaction. Like when I'm dressed aligned with my brand, I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm aligned. I'm concise. I'm aligned and people will get me and I will stand out. I, I really like that because yeah, it does make a difference. It does stand out. There's, um, I always wear necklaces. I don't usually change my earrings at all, but I always wear necklaces and people comment on my necklaces everywhere I go. I mean, I wear a standard, like five or six of them, um, <laughs> and change out of them, but people rec- like I was wearing my pearls the other day and someone was like, I love that you just wear pearls on a zoom meeting. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's who I am. Right. It's, it's part of my signature that I always have a necklace on. Um, and if I don't have a necklace, I have a scarf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like people recognize me for that piece. And I think people are starting to recognize me for my glasses uh, <laughs> that I always have on the top of my head because I'm always reading. So I always need them handy because um, that's what they're for. So so let's let's talk a little bit about showing up as your brand. I I. I tell my clients all the time, especially like coaches, consultants, small business owners that are um, led by the founder of the organization, that they are the brand and that they need to show up on social media and video. Um, you'll laugh. I, I watch TikToks and that's how I do my my couponing. Um, and I actually trust and feel a bigger connection to the couponing experts um, that show their face on their TikToks and aren't just showing the ads or the shelves or things like that, because I feel like they're a real person. I get a lot of pushback from people that I don't want to be, oh, I don't want to make this video. I don't like how I look, et cetera. What do you say to clients that aren't as confident in their appearance as they should be. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to be on camera. You know, we as human beings are not used to that. Unless we're an actor or politician, we really have not had that practice to get to that point where we feel like, ah, I want to jump on camera like all the time. I want to be that kind of visible in front of a camera lens where I have no idea who's watching me or who's looking at this, right? So it isn't natural. And so I understand when people have a level of discomfort with being on camera, But in this day and age, especially if you own a business, especially if you're trying to be an educator or an expert in a field, video is critical. So in one form or another, you're going to find yourself either being interviewed, either being on Facebook Live or some kind of a live or on TikTok. You're going to find yourself needing to be on camera. And my advice for people who are a little bit timid about it is A, People want to see your face because they want to trust you. The number one rule about doing business with people and somebody engaging you for services or just engaging with you is that they need to know, like, and trust you. And if they just hear your voice and don't see your face, they don't get to see your expressions. They don't get to emote, see your emotions. They don't get to see your body language. That does is a disadvantage because they can't really bridge that connection with you. 
So that's why on social media, people want to see the face behind the brand. They want to see the face behind the education. They want to know who they're dealing with. So that's human emotion. That is that you will be more successful if you show your face compared to the person who does the same thing, but doesn't show their face. Okay. Because they feel people feel that you're hiding something if you don't want to show up. Right. So that's number one, just knowing that that's the reason why it's important to show up. And number two, and I will say, I have a live podcast and I do it live. I don't pre-record it. I do it live. It's audio and visual. And I will say, I just recorded episode 154, I think last two weeks ago. And the first 30 episodes were very hard for me to get on there. I was nervous. I was stumbling. My, my words were like jumbled up and I made a lot of mistakes. I know. And, and Today, if anybody asks me to be on camera, I can do it in an instant because I got the practice. So the key to being able to show up on video is practice, practice, practice. I love that. Yeah, yeah my third, my first 30, 50, somewhere in there episodes were rough too. <laughs> Don't go that far back if you're listening or watching. <laughs> I think I got into more of a where I'm more comfortable with it as I went. And yeah, I mean, it's just practice makes a difference. I think the pandemic had a big influence on me. I refused to be on video for the longest time. Well, then I was in Zoom meetings all day, every day, staring at myself with no option. I'm on camera all day. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not recorded and broadcasted for everybody all the time, but still, you know, I'm there and, and showing up. And I think that that really broke that down for me a little bit, but you're right. People want to see people and it builds more of a connection. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And the the thing, so the rule about really, you know, getting over something that makes you anxious or uncomfortable is just doing it. Doing it, doing it, doing it, right? So that kind of is universal in that way, whatever makes you uncomfortable. Progress, not perfection. That's what we are all about. We're about getting it done, not perfect, because that really moves you further ahead. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about your process. If somebody is looking to up-level their style, um, would they engage you? How do, how do you get started? Yeah. Well, I feel like everybody is you, anybody who really reaches out to me is on a different part of their journey when it comes to style. I have clients that reach out to me that really have never invested any time, effort, or money into up-leveling the way they show up. And I have people, clients that come to me that are, they know how to style themselves. They have amazing clothes. They have an unlimited budget and they just need some direction and organization. So there's clients are all over the board when it comes to that. And my, my most, the most critical thing is really making the connection with the client. And particularly my, my client base is about 90% women. I do style men as well, but women are sort of my, they are my, my target market. Usually the gentlemen who come to me are usually a referral of one of my clients is a woman who says, can you style my husband? Or can you uh, work with my, you know, my, uh, my dad or things like that. That's how that comes about. It's usually the women who are my target audience members and uh, building the connection is the most critical thing. As a woman, 
for me, my passion is to make every woman feel as beautiful outside as she is inside because we wear so many hats. We don't always get the appreciation that we deserve. So my job is to be sort of my client's very godmother. And in order for me to to get them to feel that comfortable with me, I have to make the connection. And that's, it's all about connecting. So the beginning is always a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. It's about who they are. I try and discover who they are, not only in business, but as a person, what their hobbies are, you know, what their sensitivities are, their insecurities. And once my clients or a potential client can tell me about what her insecurities are, that's it. We have now connected because it's really, really, really hard for women to let other women know their insecurities. So when I get to that point where they're feeling that comfortable with me and they can be that vulnerable, then we've made the connection. And from there, it's just a decision of when is the best time to start. And usually I will tell my clients, don't ever wait to feel great. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And, um, and then from there, you know, if somebody has a great closet and they just want to organize, then we start with a closet edit. You know, we look at what they already have and we sift through it and we get rid of things that aren't working anymore. And then I use, I use that time to put outfits together from what they already have. Sometimes people come to me and they don't have any great clothes and they just want me to build them a capsule wardrobe. So then I start building them a capsule wardrobe, something completely from scratch. And so that those are, there's the beauty of the, the business I built is it's very modular. You don't have to start at any one specific place. You get to start where it's the right place for you to start. You know, so if you have an amazing wardrobe, you don't need any more clothes curated. You just need to know how to put things together. Then we start there. If you need uh, to to invest in more clothes, then I source those for you. And my business is not just about dressing the client head to toe because I do dressing client head to toe. But there's more to a brand than just the head to toe. There's also ceiling to floor. So I design studios and the whole package really to to make everybody feel like on st- in style and on brand in every area of their lives. I love that because, yes, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So there's no reason not to feel good today and now. Mm. Um, one of the things that you talked about or mentioned um, is capsule wardrobes. So I know people throw those around. What are some of your go-to pieces when someone's building a capsule wardrobe? Yeah, I have some very uh, philosophies that I'm very firm to when it comes to building capsule wardrobe. So capsule wardrobe for every client is different. And I think that's sort of what makes me different, a different stylist than other stylists out there. I am not your trunk club. I am not your stitch fix. Uh, This process is a very custom process, a very personalized process. I mean, we, in our discovery session, we get down to, um, like I had a client who had fibromyalgia, so she could never put any kind of accessories on her skin. So, but she still loved accessories. So the solution was very unique to her. We ended up starting to accessorize her hair. So she became, her signature style became hair accessories. She was known to have hair accessories in her hair. So it is a very custom down to like even medical issues like that. Uh, And that's what makes me different. So capsule wardrobe, depending on what the mission is, sometimes people want a capsule wardrobe for a new corporate job that they just started. So we just start building corporate pieces. Sometimes they want a travel wardrobe. But the most critical basics, things that you have to have in your capsule wardrobe are your basics. When I have this belief that basics are like 
the glue. It's like vowels are the glue that pulled the words together in the alphabet. Your basics are the glue that pull your outfits together. So if you don't have them, it's really hard to put things together. So basics are key. I have a proprietary list of 38 basics that every woman should have in one form or another. And we definitely need to make sure there some clients already have some of them, like the little black dress, right? Or the little white tank top or the great fitting jeans. Those are basics. And those need to be in your wardrobe so you can put things together. So I would say in a capsule wardrobe, it's custom, but it's also the essential pieces that everybody should have. Very cool. So, um, okay. This is, I think, really good. So let's talk a little bit about a successful business and one that's really thriving. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the difference there that -hmm. you see? Well, I think that, you know, success is kind of a term that everybody defines differently, right? Some people define it by... um, making a lot of money, you know, um, some people define it by being significant by impact. So there's a lot of ways to define success, but, uh, I think not only do you have to have like a clear idea of what you think success is for you, because I do think it can be very subjective. You know, some people start out a business because it's just a passion project and they just have a desire and that and when they get to that point where they're really touching the lives that they want to touch even if their profit bottom line isn't what they want or they don't have an exit plan if you talk about exit plan they just want to be in it while they're alive you know um and while they're you know uh enjoy it while they're here on earth to make the impact uh everybody defines success differently but thriving is is, is doing kind of all those things. I think it's like being successful in the sense that you are making a profit. It's not just a hobby business that you are impacting lives, that you are educating other people and that you're significant. It's important what you're doing. You know, when, if you look at a business model, like my own of dressing people with clothes, that was one of my biggest, um, challenges when I started this business. I knew that my clients were women uh, from ages 30 to about 60 uh, and up um, needed what I had to offer. But then I was faced with a sort of this moral conflict. I was like, but is this something that's super superficial that I'm going to be promoting? And then I realized as I was talking through it, how unsuperficial it is. Clothes, are, it, what I do is not about the clothes. It's not about the outside. It's all about how the clothes make you feel. It's a tool to up-level confidence. It's a tool to make you feel like empowered. It's a tool to make you want to go out to the world and tell them and help them. Uh, and and so that's a very, very important to me that when I get interviewed or I'm on, on stage talking about what I do, that people don't perceive me as just a stylist because that's so not what this is about. This is about inside more than is outside. The outside is just a a means to an end. So that helps me feel significant in the lives of my clients. And it makes me feel like I'm doing a bigger job than dressing somebody or designing a space. It's the emotion behind it and how it's the mental health that you achieve by actually using those as tools. I, I don't know if that answered your question. So please follow it up. It does. <laughs> no, you're you're good. No, I think that that's, it's very powerful. And I think what you do is significant because the better people can feel about themselves, the, the better they show up for themselves. 
and their business. And that's really important because it is all about showing up for yourself and your business. And if you don't feel good, then that's not good. Yeah. So, yeah, they always say you can't fill other people's cup from an empty one. Right. And it's not just showing up for yourself. That's what helps us show up for others in our lives that we're taking care of, whether it's our families or our clients. Yeah, I think that's just so powerful and it is very significant. All right. So um, before I ask you my last question, I do have one more question for you. So if someone's listening to this, what is one thing they should think about tomorrow when they're getting dressed and they're looking at their closet going, eh? Yeah. Okay. One thing that is always my goal is that when my clients step into their closet, I want it to feel like a sanctuary. So you have to make it that if it's cluttered and it's overstuffed, it's cluttering your mind and your life. So when you step into your closet and if you find that it feels stuffed, cluttered, overrun with things that you don't use, I think giving some thought to maybe starting to purge and think about how you're going to organize it could really change your life. It can really change your life. You step into this place that feels clear. It takes away all the mind clutter. And then that is sort of, sort of the, the, uh, the emotional part of clothes. But if I'm going to give you maybe a piece of advice to think about that is practical, when you walk into your closet, choose the thing that makes you feel like a million bucks when you wear it, put it on and stand in the mirror and it doesn't feel right. Don't, don't do it. Don't wear it. But if it makes you feel like a million bucks, put it on and remember that when we get dressed up, we want to instantly run into everybody we know. (laughs) If you're running out of the house with your sweatpants, you're kind of hiding. Don't hide. You were made to stand out. So getting dressed up is very important. That's great. That's great advice. So I don't think, I think weeding down our closets is a good investment. I know that I did it earlier this year and I need to do it again. Well, earlier this year, in 2023, I did it. And now I need to do it again for 2024. So that is, um, that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Before I let you go, I have to ask you the question that I ask everybody. This show is called Imperfect Marketing because marketing is anything but a perfect science. What has been your biggest marketing lesson learned as you've grown your business? Yeah. So I know that this might seem like sort of the old way to market, but I believe that um, your best marketing tool is your personal connections with people. And that gives you referrals. It gives you people believing in you and wanting other people that they love to be touched by you. And that I think is the most powerful way to really market. So that has been something I've learned because you can spend thousands of dollars on marketing. There's so many things to do out there um, and spend thousands of money on marketing. And the one thing that I know that's been tried and true is talking to people and, um, and getting them to know me so that they can refer people to me. And the other thing is making offers, always making the offer because people aren't going to, they're not going to know what you have to offer if you're not offering it. So that's another thing that I think is really, really powerful. 
So I definitely don't think that that's the the old way of marketing. I think that that is essential. It does come down to connections. Even if it's long distance through social media, it doesn't matter. It comes down to relationships. I work with a lot of nonprofits who have galas and other types of events and things like that. I'll tell you right now, I can tell you if it's going to be successful or not successful, depending on how many people they personally reach out to, how many people the committee personally reaches out to. People aren't going to go to an event because they saw it on the news this morning. They're going to go to an event because they know 10 other people going or their friends going or their friends said, hey, check it out. I'm going to be there. I hope you can join me. Those are the types of things that really make a difference and stand out in this crowded marketplace because there's so much we can't trust out there and that we don't trust out there that it makes it difficult at times. And I think that it's really, I think that that's a really good lesson learned. It it does come down to offering and telling people because I think, you know, going to the offering piece of it, people are busy. They don't remember what you do. (laughs) They don't have enough room in their mind to remember what they do, (laughs) let alone what you do, right? And so, Again, it's those relationships. It's letting them know what you do. It's making the offer so that they can buy from you and work with you because people need your services. Yep. So this was fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. We have a link in the show notes to Jade House of Style, I believe is the link. Um, so we have, so if you want to connect with Christine, definitely check out the link in the show notes. Um, if you learned anything in this episode, because I definitely did, again, feel good about it today and put on uh, whatever makes you feel like a million dollars. If it's not, don't wear it today. Uh, but thank you again so much. If you learned something today, please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. It would really help me out. And be sure to define what your style is as you show up for your brand. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week. Same time, same place.